Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi, I'm Kent Miller from Dentographics. In this podcast, you'll learn about how data is transforming the dental industry and how we use that data to make the best choices when we're locating our first practice, our 10th practice, or our 100th practice. So listen in to hear more. Thank you. Orthomarketing.com, 360-degree digital marketing solutions for your practice. Whoa, hello everybody out there in podcast land. This is Dean Steinman from Ortho Marketing. And guess what? We're back with another podcast for you. And um, right now it's early September 2023. It's been a hot, hot summer for most of the people around the country. And so hopefully you guys survived. Um, looking forward to the fall and some football. And if you guys know me and follow me enough, you know, it's guess what time it, it's time it is. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Woo! So I'm excited. So again, anybody reach out to me during Jets season, love to talk football. But besides talking football, I love to talk to industry leaders and people who understand change and, uh, and get involved. And I've got a really special guest with me today. I got Kent Miller, um, who runs a pretty awesome company and, um, I'm very excited to have Kent with me, Kent, about the president, founder of a company called uh, Dentographics. And he's here to talk a little bit about technology, about data. And when you're growing your practice, expanding your practice, or selling your practice, you got to be informed. You got to have the right data. So, Kent, here's a talk is here to kind of educate you guys about yes. information, how important it is. The person at the end of the day with the, with the most information wins. Yeah. You know, um, you know, if anybody's a Game of Thrones fans, you know, the person with the most info wins, you know, who's got to get all, all of it there. And, you know, so we're, we're, let's do a lot of tangents here. So, Kent, welcome aboard, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dean. Thank you for the intro. Uh, go Brownies. Uh, go Bucks. <laughs> uh, it's football season, like you said, getting started here. Um, but yeah, um, thank you for the intro. Uh, as Dean mentioned, my name is Kent Miller. I run Dent to Graphics. We are a nationwide market analysis company for specifically the dental industry. So we work with dentists of all stripes. Uh, we work with general dentists, pediatric dentists, and of course, uh, relevant to this intro or this uh, interview, orthodontists. We help dentists figure out where to locate their practices based off of the data, um, demand for care, competition, which areas are a best fit with your target patient base. Uh, and so that's what I'm excited to talk about today. So, Ken, let's talk a little bit about that. What was your aha moment where you're like, wow, this is something that's needed in this in, in this industry. How did you come up with this? You know, a lot of times, you know, when yeah. I come up with an idea, I'm, uh, you know, so after having a, a couple of cocktails or watching TV, or whatever it is, it's just like, <laughs> ah! you know, so, yeah. you know, what was your aha, you know, light bulb moment to realize this is something that's needed and how'd you, and how'd you come up with it? Yeah, yeah. I try not to execute on my ideas that I come up with after a couple of cocktails. But uh, for for this particular uh, one, actually, my background is in urban planning. 
So prior to Dentographics, what I was doing was I was working kind of in the quasi-public sector where I, I worked for a nonprofit and cities would come to us and say, hey, we've got all these vacant storefronts in this part of town, usually, you know, kind of a, a lower income part of town. And of course, we want businesses in there. We don't like the vacant storefronts. The residents don't like vacant storefronts. Vacant storefronts don't pay proper, or, you know, they don't pay taxes. Uh, so what kinds of businesses can we get to open in there? And what we would do then at my group is we would get our hands on any kind of economic data that we could. We would talk to residents, we do interviews. And at the end of this process, we produce a report that says, hey, city council, uh, you know, a hardware store would do really well here. Or maybe you should try and encourage a local grocery store to open in this area. And I actually had a buddy at the time who was working in the dental industry. Uh, and he was like, hey, you know, there's a little bit of this kind of stuff out there for the dental industry. But uh, I think you could do a lot better. I see what you're doing at work. Um, so give it a try. And that was back in 2014. So, you know, we're going on 10 years here now. We've refined our methods quite a bit during that time period. I know if you're watching this on YouTube, you've probably seen my face and wondering, 10 years ago, were you in middle school or something? But, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've, we've been refining our process for the last 10 years now. Uh, and here we are. Awesome. So what is... What do you guys do? Like, as far as so you find this data, so if I'm a, a dentist and you know having data is important, and sure, now I have an office and I'm expand, and I'm like, wow, it's time to open up another one. All right. So, what are the main things that a, a practice should look at? Let's talk about expansion. Um, you know, and if one well, businesses is good for you, for you, and you are looking to expand or take on another location, what? main things should somebody be looking at, you know, because, you know, I'm <laughs> sure it's, it's size of market, competition, whatever, but are there certain, you know, main KPIs, um, you know, key performance indicators, certain data <laughs> pieces that, that somebody should have at the top of their list of what they're, they're looking for um, when it comes to expanding? Yeah, yeah. So I think there are conceptually three big inputs that we're looking for, for anybody, whether it's their first practice or their 50th practice. And then there's a, a fourth set of variables that we're going to want to think about, or a fourth input that we're going to want to think about for an expansion. So at a really high level, when you are opening, whether it's your first practice or a thousandth practice, of course, you want to make sure that there's a, there's a market for your services, right? So demand for care. So whether that's purely, just, there are enough people living in the area for your practice, right? So if you're an orthodontic practice focusing uh, kind of on that classic adolescent market, you know, six to 17 age range, we want to make sure that, hey, there are just a hundred of those kids in this area. Sometimes with those small towns, that can be a concern. Um, obviously income and education, uh, uh, variables that'll affect per capita demand for care uh, are important to think about there. Um, we also want to think about the level of uh, supply of existing practices. So the level of competition, is this market already oversaturated with orthodontists? Doesn't mean you can't be successful, especially if you're already doing really well at a couple of other practices, you probably have a formula figured out, but you know what? Getting the first couple patients in the door, getting the practice off the ground is going to be a little bit more challenging. Obviously, if there are 20 other orthodontic practices right around the corner, as opposed to maybe if you're one of the first practices in that area. And then the other set of variables we want to think about is your target patient base, right? Every practice is a little bit different. 
We want to make sure that people who live in that area in terms of age, in terms of income, what kind of insurance do they have? Which languages do they speak? What do they value? What do they look like? Um, we want to make sure that those people are in the area too. And Dean, I'm sure those are a lot of things that you can relate to on that last one in particular, the marketing world. Uh, and then with expansion, you know, we want to make sure that the this new location is, we actually just wrote a blog post about this. We call it kind of like the Goldilocks zone. You don't want to be too close to one of your existing practices, right? And then you've just got cannibalization, you're marketing against yourself, um, you're competing for the same patients if you've got a practice half a mile away, but you don't want to be too far away either because then it's going to be difficult to share resources and you don't really benefit from the same economies of scale as you do when you've got two locations that are maybe 20, 30 minutes away from each other. So just to recap, uh, demand for care, supply of existing practices, a match with your target patient base, and then uh, distance from any of your existing practices. Now, did somebody need to be an engineer or accountant to figure all these data out? Because the data is, is, could make your head spin, spreadsheets, 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 and this and that. So, you know, do you, do they need to have a consultant or somebody to guide them? Or is, this so, or is the way you deliver your information pretty basic, ABC-ish for, for somebody? Or, you know, so what is it that they right. should be looking at can they understand it or do they need to have a set of somebody to help them on, you know, cipher through? Yeah. yeah. So as I mentioned, you know, we've been doing this for 10 years. So over time, we've really tried to make everything as easily interpretable for somebody who has no experience doing this themselves as possible. Now that said, we do include with all of our products and services, a 30 minute review so we can go over whether it's a PDF report, which is always fully customized to you and your search process. Hey, doc, um, you know, we studied the Dallas-Fort Worth area and we like Frisco and McKinney for you. Those are the names of a couple of towns there for those who are listening and not familiar with Dallas-Fort Worth. Um, and here's why. Uh, so we'll put that in the report. We actually write out our own custom analysis saying, you know, good demand for care, good growth, the competition isn't too bad or whatever the findings are. But then we'll still hop on the phone with you and walk through your search with you. We'll talk about what we like about those areas and anything else to be watching out for as your search evolves. Hmm. All right. So you hold their hand and help them, you know, decipher it. You know, what's how you consult with them to to look through this data to 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 basically have it sift through the top because you could be looking at mounds and mounds and mounds of, of spreadsheets and this and that and yeah. so you know so. You know, so what do you do? You actually walk through your like consulting part. So how do you yeah. help them understand the data? Yeah. So um, one thing we don't want to do is have a data dump, right? Because nobody likes a data dump. It's just numbers and numbers, mountains and mountains of uh, spreadsheets. So what we do is we highlight the most important data points for you. We'll investigate yeah. further if there's something to look into, like, hey, this data piece might be weird for a reason X, Y, or Z. Uh, but we highlight the most important data points and then we provide narrative. So these are actually fully customized PDF reports that we are producing. Um, for example, if you said, hey, Ken, I've got a location at 123 Main Street. Is this going to be a good location for my practice? Uh, yes or no? We'll actually produce, it's about a 30 page PDF study wow. where ultimately our goal is to rate that location on a scale of very weak to very strong. 
uh, specifically for that doctor, specifically, of course, for that location. And uh, we'll go through and we'll tell them, you know, this data point stands out to us. This one stands out to us. Here's maybe something that's a bit of an unknown. Sometimes those come up, right? Um, where we say, this one looks kind of weird. It could be for this reason. It could be for that reason. Um, but we'll walk through all of that with the doctor in the report as best as possible. And then we'll hop on the phone to go over anything else that uh, is still kind of lingering. How long does the whole process generally take for them to, because, you know, where does it end? You know, <laughs> yeah. As far, you know, yeah. so, so again, we'll talk about the expansion part. So if somebody's like looking to, to, to grow, you know, you're going to keep getting more and more and more data. So realistically, timing wise, which, what should somebody be looking at from their investment yeah. perspective, time wise, because time is the most precious thing that we have now sure. that they need to put into this in order to understand it and the, and the transition. Yeah. Uh, so our turnaround time specifically for our reports is about a week to get the study back to you. And that's including our team actually uh, manually researching all the competing practices in the area, compiling the report, you know, analyzing everything like that. Um, it's about a week to get back to you. Now, um, if you, you know, started your first practice or bought your first practice, um, that timeline in terms of build out and zoning and everything like that's still going to be there. We're typically seeing about it, depending on where you are, you know, nine to 18 months uh, for a startup and acquisitions, of course, can happen a lot quicker than that. Um, but from our piece, it's about a week to get back to you. Hmm. I'm saying then once you are working with them, is it just like they sit down one time or do you have to sit down with them and consult with them on a continuous basis in order for them to understand it and, and, and figure out next steps? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it depends on the search. So okay. some people uh, have, they find the one location uh, and they run that report with us. And the report says, hey, doc, you know, we don't have any major concerns about this. This is great. And everything works out for them. And honestly, um, until they're on to the next location, that's kind of our the entirety of our process. Uh, <laughs> there are other people who will start with us at an earlier phase. So we do have right. free data online um, yeah. at app.dentographics.com. Where if you're like, you know, I grew up in Texas, but my wife is from Arizona, but, you know, we used to live in Washington and we really like that. Uh, we have free data where you can see what does Washington look like versus Texas or even better. I'm in Texas. Should I be in Dallas? Should I be in Houston? Should I be in San Antonio? Should I be somewhere else? That data is free as well. So we work mm -hmm. with people really sometimes who are starting just at the very beginning. Other times people engage with us at the very end of the process. Uh, but we do try to make it, of course, as consultative. Um, and as actionable as possible. Now, so talking about that, you know, so looking, you know, I'm like Dallas or I lived here and so and so. So, you know, so besides, you know, identifying favorable market conditions, how else should somebody decide where to buy a practice or or expand to, expand to? You know, what other factors should they be looking at besides just, oh, I really like that area or, or I'm a Cowboys fan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so if you're at the really, really early stages, uh, you know, the first thing that I, I don't want to skip over is where do you want to live, right? Where Where is your family? Uh, where do you like living? Uh, where do you want to be for five, 10 plus years? Uh, right. So if you are a listener who's at the very, very early stages, don't skip over that just because you, you know, want to try to have theoretically the best possible location, even if, even if it means you move from New York to the middle of nowhere, North Dakota, nothing against North Dakota, just a very different lifestyle. Right. Um, so that's got to be a sustainable 
uh, situation for you. Um, if you're in the expanding market uh, or you've already got a couple of locations, what we like to think about is how many locations do you want to get to wow. eventually? So if you're in a really small population center, you might be limited in terms of the number of locations that you're going to be able to grow into without starting to get farther and farther away, right? So if there are only 20,000 people in your entire region, you really can't get past just a handful of locations. Uh, if you're in a much larger region, South Florida, Greater New York, Dallas, Fort Worth, you've got the opportunity in that type of market to really expand into multiple additional locations. So as far as as far as data goes, how far back do or how far, of course do you continually update it? And how far back if people go? So it's funny when I do a search online for something and they look for you know how, how many you know orthodontists are in a certain thing. Well, you'll see on Google. Well, according to a 2008 study, you know, so things obviously change. So you know how real time is the data that you provide? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a full time U.S. based in house research team. They're yeah. constantly going through the country looking for, uh, did a new practice open up? Did one relocate? Did one close down? So our data set, you could look at Texas today and it says there are X number of orthodontic practices in Texas. Tomorrow might be a little bit different. Uh, right. And that's based off of us noticing, hey, you know, this website seems like it's not acting like it used to. We had a human look at it and then we realize, hey, this practice relocated or maybe it closed down yeah. or what have you. Right. You know, so it's important that you guys, that's one of the best things about, you know, working with a company like you is how you guys are continually updating, continually changing, you know, so let's talk about change. Where do you, let's put your, you know, your rose glasses on and you can look into the future. So what do you see in two years from now, the future of, I guess, data or even the orthodontic and dental world? Yeah. Yeah. So data sets are always getting better, right? And if, um, you know, when I'm back on this podcast in two years, Dean, um, I hope that we're saying, hey, you know, um, there have been so many advances, right, in the last two years, and that just allows us to be a whole lot more precise. Um, the way that, you know, computing and big data are going, there's going to be a lot more coming down the line. Um, I think that another thing that is happening kind of at a almost conceptual level is that there is a little bit of a lag on some of the demographic data, right? So like if you move today, that's not going to be notated necessarily in these big data sets that talk about where everybody lives today. It might take a couple of months uh, for that to really register. And because it's 2023, uh, Dean, you and I are both in New York, so um, this is pretty relevant to us. We're still seeing, we're still trying to figure out exactly how are all those COVID migrations going to shake out. Some people moved, I, I'm in the city. Some people moved from New York City to Florida. And then they were like, wait, I like, you know, my West Village dinner at 10 p.m. Uh, and so they moved back. So there's still kind of a little bit of a shakeout period happening right now. The big thing that we really saw was that a lot of people left really highly urbanized areas and moved out into more suburban markets. And one of the questions is, is that going to result in some kind of like 80s style, you know, post-apocalyptic big city, New York, San Francisco, or are we just waiting for the Gen Zers to move back into the cities? And we just kind of had this momentary temporary leap forward where all the 30 somethings moved from the cities out to the burbs, but the Gen Zers hadn't moved in quite yet. Um, so that'll be an interesting trend to watch as well. Uh, we saw places like 
um, Bend, Oregon, vacation type destinations did really well during the pandemic. That's kind of leveled off a little bit. So a lot of really interesting stuff going on right now. Interesting. Hmm. Um, so let's t- let's talk a little bit about that. Have you have you seen a particular pocket or area of the country that surprised you that has grown um, in the dental world as far as number of, of locations? When I was out and saw a client in Phoenix um, last year, um, literally every corner had a dental dental office in it. It's like if you're in New York City and you, and you go and every corner is got a bodega or a pizza place. Well, it's incredible yeah. the amount of of con- you know concentration of dental practice that I saw in Phoenix. So have you seen over the last you know year or two or since COVID any sort of seismic change as far as geographic areas that are ex- exploding now, or is it kind yeah. of just you know sinking across all, all parts? It's it's been a lot of the same that we've seen the last couple of years. You know, maybe a little bit of concentration, uh, especially during COVID. People right. leaving New York, New Jersey, the Upper Midwest generally. And look, I get it. I I can't deal with winter. Um, right. Moving to Texas, moving to Florida, um, lower yeah. cost of living, warmer weather. Uh, you know, state income taxes obviously are a big deal. Um, that's been something that we've seen quite a bit of in terms of population growth, you know, I think that everyone's kind of aware of the Southeast uh, rapid growth over the last couple of years. Uh, But one area that might surprise a lot of people has been Idaho. Uh, There's been a ton, a ton of growth from uh, the higher cost of living West Coast markets, California, Washington, et cetera, over into Idaho, uh, which is a little bit lower cost of living, beautiful place to live. So um, we've uh, seen quite a few moves there as well. Yeah, you mentioned the Southeast. You know, if you think about it, five, six, seven years ago, if you wanted to buy a cheap house, you go to Florida, and it's you know you get something now. You know, it's the houses have tripled in price. You know, since since, yeah, since yeah. COVID, my sister moved down there, and you know, it's you left the New York area. And, you know, God bless her, she's loving life. You know, it's a quality of life is great. No tax, you know, taxes. You know, um, mm-hmm. but you pay for it there. So, um, so you know, in so let's also talk one, one more question now, as far as even further down the road of how you think your company is going to be a differentiator. You know, what do you think, what's going to be in your, in your, you know, forward view mirror in the next year or two? Yeah. Yeah. So we can always be doing more with data. There's a lot of really cool data stats um, that we're looking into right now that'll tie into even more um, the practices performance uh, with what's going on on the ground. So can we optimize, for example, for um, where your patients are coming from? And so Dean, this would have a lot of ties into the marketing segment. So maybe we realize, hey, um, you know, your average patient comes from a seven minute drive time. You're getting 80% of them from within a 10 minute drive time. And you're only getting 5% from beyond a 13 minute drive time. So let's let's not really do a lot more marketing more than 13 minutes. Or maybe that's a missed opportunity. Maybe people are willing to come from more than 13 minutes away, but they just don't know that the practice is there. So um, there's a lot that we're thinking about as far as um, how can we not only think about location strategy for practice number two, practice number three, practice number 20, uh, but also are there opportunities to optimize our marketing, uh, whether it's how far away people are coming from, maybe people in this zip code are coming to our practice but the neighboring zip codes about the same distance and the people there look 
just like the people in this other zip code, but they're not coming to our practice. Should we try and sprinkle in some marketing efforts there to see what sort of success we see? Uh, so just more and more data, better, better uses of data. Like you said, um, the people who have the best data make the best decisions. All right. Interesting. All right. So now we've got the, the, the two most important questions. All right. Um, what is Ken binging on now? What, what shows are you watching? <laughs> you know, it's funny that you brought up um, Game of Thrones earlier because we actually just finished a rewatch of Game of Thrones. So funny. I'm in the middle um, of that myself right now. I'm in episode, I just watched the Battle of the Bastards yesterday. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's all. I'm doing the same thing. I'm in the middle of a rewatch. It's incredible, isn't it? How the first time you watch it, you don't know it. You don't get it. But now after the second time, you're like, you know how all the pieces come together. It's such an eye-opener. You get it now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that you catch. Uh, you know, I, I actually watched the first one a little bit delay, just a little bit. Uh, so I watched season eight, like maybe a couple months after everybody else watched it. And I heard oh, wow. okay. you know, it's not so good. It's it, I caught up though. I watched, you know, the whole thing in the span of like a couple of months from season one all the way through. And um, I'd heard, ah, it's not so good. It's not so good. And I remember thinking, yeah, it's not as bad as people said it was. And when we rewatched, we didn't think that, and maybe I'm about to turn off a lot of listeners right now, um, but uh, we didn't think it was that bad at the last like 20 minutes of the last episode. Um, so hopefully yeah, no spoilers there. No but, spoilers, um, but the, yeah, the ending up until the part, my eyes up until, you know, so I'm, everybody who's, been, who's not been under a rock knows that, you know, how the way that the, the last season ended and in my eyes before halfway through the last season, it was the best show I've, I've ever watched. You know, yeah. and you know, and the ending was not the way you expected, but still, it was still a great, great, great show. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Some of those battle scenes are unbelievable. Incredible, right? Yeah. Um, all right. So now, you know, very Im Im important question. So, unfortunately, you're going to be stuck on a desert island. All right. So you have a choice to bring with you one movie, one record, and one thing to eat for a year oh boy all right um one movie i don't know if this is a good choice um, that's your choice because <laughs> yeah. well it's you know i think there are some themes of like loneliness and stuff to the movie so i don't know if it's a good choice to rub it into myself oh. when i'm stuck <laughs> on a desert island but i love the movie lost in translation um with oh, bill murray and scott johansson uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, that's a okay. that's a great movie. Um, a book, man. I'm gonna need something pretty long. Um, <laughs> I think I think um, I would read uh, the Power Broker um, about oh. Robert Moses oh. in New York. I, I read that um, book in in, in college. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's it's yep. an aspirational read for me. It's about you know a thousand pages long. Yep. Um, as I mentioned, my background's in urban planning, so yep. Yep. Uh, it'd be Funny. something I think would be super interesting to me. Yeah, it's funny. One of my first pages of school was urban studies, and I read the Power Broker, and I grew up in Long Island, so I know that it's yeah. incredible that story. How he brought everything to Long. He built Long Island, and he built the beaches, and he built the, the LIE, which you know, if you live been on Long Island, you want to kill the guy for for building the LIE. <laughs> Did tons of stuff, controversial stuff, yeah. good stuff, yeah. bad stuff. Just yep. you know, a man of his era. Right, exactly. All right, and now finally, bringing one meal. To, to eat over and over again for next year? Um, you know, I think I'm going to go with an Italian sub. 
Uh, it's okay. just a good go-to. Uh, I could eat it over and over. Uh, there are some close runner-ups. I really like Thai food. I really like a lot yeah. of Mexican food. Um, right. But uh, I think that the Italian sandwich is going to hold up on a day-to-day basis. Cool. Good. All right. One more get-to-know-you question. All right. You have a chance to now go to lunch with one person in history. In history? A fictional what? or non-fictional? Uh, oh, okay. Fictional, possibly. Um, I, you know, um, I'm going to go back to my Ohio State fandom. Let's go with uh, Woody Hayes. Uh, okay. I think uh, he's uh, a. Sure. He might be a little bit loud at lunch, but he'd definitely be talkative. Uh, okay. I'm hoping not to get punched or anything. I was gonna say, well, um, that's the first question he asked was, "Why do you get him? What? what's up with that punch?" <laughs> uh, you know, Woody. Uh, he uh, he said what he what he thought, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I think uh, especially for me, you know, I, I grew up after that era, obviously. Right. Uh, and uh, I think he'd be a, he'd be a fun person to uh, chat good, with. Good, 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 good choice. Cool. All right. Well, Kent, this was great, man. So thanks so much for for joining us and, and for educating everybody on this. Um, so again, everybody out there, if you're looking to expand your practice, sell your practice by practice, reach out to Kent. He's, he's got incredible data. He these guys are, are game changers and giving you the ability to really make great decisions. So if somebody wants to get more information, reach out to you. What's the best way to do so? Yeah, so uh, straight through our website, uh, info at denographics.com by email. Uh, you can always give us a call. Yeah. This number is on our website, 888-715-1044. And then me personally, I'm going to give this one out here uh, just for Dean's listeners, Kent yes. at dentographics.com. Uh, so that's my name, K-E-N-T at dentographics.com. Perfect. Well, Kent, well, thanks so much for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Um, guys, this is a great company to use. I've, you know, um, just came, Kent I met recently and we've been using his, his stuff, looking at it. Some great, great interface, real easy to use and incredible data. So, uh, Kent, thanks so much for joining us. We're about in podcast land. Thanks so much for watching, listening, and being a part of our community. Um, and once again, go Jets. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks, Kent. orthomarketing.com 360 degree digital marketing solutions for your practice